Blog Talk Radio. Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today, The Soul, Part 6. And before we get started, I'd like to say a couple of words about Alice Bailey, the founder of Lucy's Trust. She wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you'll hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The great need at this time is for experts in the life of the soul and for a group of men and women who, undertaking the great experiment and transition, add their testimony to the truth of the statements of the mystics and seekers of the ages. What is the relationship between the soul and the plan? There's a very close uh, connection because the soul, we could say, exists to serve the plan. The plan, as we have talked about many times on these programs, is the purpose of God, of divinity, as it seeks to manifest in the world as we know at the outer levels of uh, our planet Earth. And the sequence of work, of um, evolution, of um, manifestation that uh, God seeks to develop on earth is what we call the plan in the ageless wisdom. The soul, that higher component of each of us, is aware of the plan already on its own level. It knows the plan and its part in the plan. And I find that deeply reassuring and also kind of um, thought-provoking because if any of us sits around trying to think what does God want for the world we might come up with only a few very general ideas he wants us to be um, loving he wants us human beings to live in harmony with each other and with uh, the natural world and he wants peace on earth that's probably the best we can do but the soul is much more keenly aware of uh, the plan, the stages in its unfoldment, and the part that it should play in it. Yes, the, the soul stands for the relationship between humanity and God, actually. Uh, we tend to bypass the soul in our discussions today 
and kind of leave the soul out of the picture. And uh, there's man, there's humanity, and then there's God. And uh, we don't put enough emphasis on recognition of the soul and the part that the soul plays in this this great uh, endeavor which we call planet Earth and the great plan that's working out through planet Earth. And the soul is like the agent of God and it relates and steps down the plan of the uh, the ideas behind the plan and um, it, it, it is necessary intermediary stage for in, in order for this plan to work out. Without this um, recognition of uh, the soul as the mediator between God and humanity, it uh, differentiates or divides we human beings from God and makes it seem as if there's a great gulf, a great divide between God, deity, and us mortal, flawed human beings. And I think that's part of the problem with... um, the point that religion has reached today, that there is this deep divide between us and what we understand as God. But when we, as you say, bring the the consideration of the soul into the um, um, speculation, we realize that we are agents, as you say, that are intended to cooperate with God's plan, and that God's divine presence exists within each of us through the soul. There isn't this complete severance or separation between the human being and divinity. We are in fact created by God and there is a spark of divinity in every one of us. And this is that Christ principle, as the Christians call it, the Buddhic element as the Buddhists call it, this element of pure divinity that exists in every human being, that's what you want to awaken because that component is the cooperator in the plan, the agent of God and the cooperator with him. And the soul provides that line of continuity between God and humanity. There is no break, actually, in the continuity. It's one continuous um, one one continuous thread of life and consciousness from God to uh, the soul into into man himself, and um, that that's a very important thing to realize. And the task before every human being is to rediscover this pathway of continuity between uh, the soul and uh, the every human being, and to reestablish and, and tread back mm-hmm. that uh, way back to the soul and to integrate with the soul. That reminds me um, of the um, Greek myth. Isn't it the myth of Theseus who descended into the deep cave to find the, into the labyrinth to find the marauding bull that had been terrorizing everybody and when he descended into the labyrinth, which is, I suppose, a symbol of densest life on earth, he left or he dragged behind him a thread that uh, followed his course into the labyrinth, and he fo- he was able to make his way out of the labyrinth and return again into the light by following that thread back. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about, that path, that connection to divinity, to deity, 
and that is the lighted way that the soul um, manifests in consciousness and that we tap into in meditation. Yes, that's called the golden thread <clears throat> and that um, interweaves between humanity and the souls. The in golden fact, thread. we have a book titled The How Golden Thread. How about that? Thread. We have a book entitled <laughs> The Golden Thread. It's a wonderful little book that yeah. explains all of this in quite uh, clear terms. Anyway, do go on. If you want to uh, purchase that book, just give us a call. We'll uh, gladly send it to you. But, uh, yeah, it, it, this is the real... Well, it should be the task of religions today to provide that... Um, uh, to fill in that gap between man and and his higher self, but uh, we don't always get this filled in. So that's why the the ageless wisdom teachings, as presented in the books of Alice Bailey, for example, there's tremendous amount of information and knowledge and awareness on the soul and the place that the soul plays in the working out of the plan in the world. Coming back to a definition of the soul, uh, we have said that the soul is consciousness or awareness. And it's this consciousness that is awakened through the practice of meditation. Meditation is the, oh, what, the organizing and galvanizing of the forces of the mind to tap into what is called the intuition. Most of us think of the mind as the critical concrete mind, the analyzer, the discriminator, the um, separator of this from that, but that's only part of the mind. The higher mind is more um, attuned to working in with very large and uh, far-ranging concepts with abstract ideas and so on. And beyond this level of the mind, there is the intuition. And this lighted way that we've talked about is the line of um, contact and continuity that is established by the meditator uh, that when really successful and after a great deal of training and effort can in fact register the plan through the intuition. And um, a lot of people think of meditation as simply a method of relaxation, of becoming peaceful and quiet. Yes, that's one type of meditation. But um, uh, the type of meditation we're talking about is, you could say, enacting the parable of the prodigal son. If you know that parable, the prodigal son, who represents the human being, went far astray, far away from his father's home, out into the world, into a life of dissipation and wandering and uh, um, general misuse of his energies until one day he came to his senses and said I will arise and go to my father and he returned to his father's home and the father seeing the prodigal son rushed out to meet him that's a parable that describes what happens in meditation as we build the approach to the intuition to the plan to deity or God God in turn responds by meeting us at more than halfway. It's a reciprocal response. And there's a lot that's happening in this, uh, in this uh, as we traverse this uh, path back to the Father's house. Uh, it's not just a, 
you know, traveling the path by ourselves and <clears throat> that's it. Um, as we do that, we are refining the very substance of our bodies and this is where it comes into the uh, the plan and the um, activity of the soul to constantly work upon the very substance in our bodies, life after life after life. We're refining and upgrading and tuning up and so that uh, the, even the pathway back to God is a work in progress and we are constantly working upon the substance and the, of our physical bodies, our mental nature uh, and also of our emotional nature. And it's the constant refinement, and that's really the task of the soul, together with the personality life, each life, life after life after life, and uh, that's working out <coughs> the great uh, um, plans of God. Another way of thinking about um, the soul and its relationship to the plan is to think of it as the force of evolution, working through us, through each of us. We are a work in project, in progress, sorry, and we are on a path of evolution, whether we know it or not. We're not static and fixed and um, already um, a done deal, so to speak. We are in motion. We are evolving in consciousness and in capability and in talents and in responsibilities. We are growing. And this force of evolution was what Paul, the great Christian early teacher, called Christ in you, the hope of glory. That within every human being, there is this potential for evolutionary growth. And if we remember that when we think we have failed, or when we might become discouraged with our inability to progress as we know we should and must, we have to remember there is that inner fire burning away and that as long as we make an effort, we will grow in evolution. We will become more of an agent in God's plan. Discouragement to me comes from the dark forces, from those evil <laughs> beings that want to make us think we don't count and that we can't achieve a spiritual goal. So fight that discouragement and remember that uh, each of us is evolving. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, the soul, part six. We have a special offer from Lucy's Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. Uh, this is one of the early books that I started with. I uh, enjoyed it a lot. and because each of the subjects from the 24 volumes are condensed and uh, abridged within this compilation, it more or less gives uh, one a chance to develop an order of priority as to uh, which of the larger volumes that we want to approach first, and we can make our priority list. Uh, the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. It's available for $16. If you want to take advantage of this offer, uh, please send a check or money order $16 to Lucis Publishing, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And just write a little note that you heard about the offer on uh, the program Inner Sight. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, to order books, uh, cassette tapes of radio shows, or a schedule of our meetings, uh, 
or a package of general information. A package of general information will information will tell you so much about Lucy's Trust. Uh, you can give us a call uh, for any of the above by calling our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it, one 866 NY Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Um, we have a website, and uh, there's a lot of information about Lucis Trust on the website. Uh, you'll also find information about Alice Bailey. On the uh, the website is www.lucistrust.org. Uh, one of the most frequent reasons that people key into our website is uh, to listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. www.lucistrust.org org. Um, we have some meetings coming up, and uh, they're taking place on uh, December 17th at uh, 1.30 p.m., and another one at December 21st at 7 p.m., and perhaps uh, uh, Sarah and Dale, I think you'd both be uh, best able to explain mm-hmm. what those meetings are all about. Yes, this year is a special um, week that is observed once every seven years. And it's known as the Festival Week of the New Group of World Servers. It's a very special um, opportunity, just as the sun begins to head north, to um, work with an inflow of energy that stimulates all serving groups throughout the planet with an augmentation of uh, spiritual energy. And to cooperate with that inflow of energy, we have scheduled some meetings and The public is welcome to come to the meeting on Saturday, December 17th at 1.30. It will be an afternoon of group meditation and discussions, and we will have several group speakers who are representatives of the new group of world servers. The theme of our work this year is a celebration of living synthesis. And to speak to that theme, we have Mark Satin, who's a well-known writer and author in, um, we could say, political and social circles, who is, is the editor of a newsletter called The Radical Middle. I like that idea, The Radical Middle. And he is, in his way, I think, expressing the need for synthesis, for a collaboration of disparate parts. He'll be speaking on the theme of The Radical Middle, Seeking Holistic, Sustainable Solutions to Humanity's Problems. And we'll also have Steve Nation from New Zealand, who will be speaking on living synthesis in the emerging global community. And that should be a, a very stimulating afternoon. It'll start at 1.30 p.m., and it's going to be held at the Williams Club, which is on uh, East uh, 39th Street. And uh, we'd advise, if you really want, would like to come to join us, <coughs> to uh, give us a call at our our toll-free number, or at our uh, Lucis Trust number, at 212-292-0707. That's 212-292-0707. And we'd be glad to send you a, a flyer or information or tell mm-hmm. you where the meeting is and how to get there. It's going to be on December 17th, a Saturday, and uh, it begins be- at one thirty. And it will be followed by two more meetings during the festival week, which actually spans the week of December 21st to 28th. There will be a meeting, as you said, Wednesday evening 
and another uh, December 21st, and there's still another meeting Wednesday, December 28th. Mm-hmm. But information on that will be available at the December 17th meeting, and it's also on our website, www.lucistrust.org. Should the listener um, uh, register for the meeting? We'd appreciate it if they would. Yeah. There is no charge for these meetings. We depend on and welcome donations towards our costs, and we would appreciate people letting us know if they plan to attend by registering. Once again, we're talking about the soul, part six. Can we look at the soul on a broader level, uh, such as a nation? Well, I think we must, because otherwise people might think that the soul only pertains to individual identity. It might come as kind of a novel idea to realize that whole nations express themselves as the soul. For example, the United States right now is coming under a lot of um, criticism, much of it deservedly so for its role in world affairs and its its dominance of um, uh, world conditions at the moment. There is a soul expressing, seeking to express through the United States as it is through all, um, not developed nations, established nations. I'm not sure myself whether the very newly created nations really have achieved the expression of the soul, but um, long established nations such as the U.S., Europe, Africa, and so on, Asia certainly, are embodiments of the soul on the group level. Right, and it's a little hard to distinguish what that soul might be, but... um it's related the soul of the nation, for example. There is a soul aspect and a personality aspect for this, for the United States, for example, and all other nations as well. But the soul of the United States is said to be along the line of the second ray of love and wisdom. And uh, it is that quality of the soul, <clears throat> that quality of love and wisdom, that eventually must begin to work out and express itself through the people of this country. And it's that's a whole very broad general concept of the, the soul of the people, the soul of the nation. The inhabitants and the citizens of the nation begin to sense what the nation represents. And it's often said that um, sometimes these qualities are represented in the uh, national flag of a country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, in our country, it's, it's, we have uh, certain meanings behind the, the design of the flag, the, bar, the stars and stripes. And um, it has a certain meaning to us, usually a patriotic meaning. But um, there is also a larger, more deeper meaning behind that also. I think it's expressed in the keynote that is given in the writings of Alice Bailey. The major nations of the world have a kind of a keynote. The one for the United States is, I light the way. I light the way. Now, some people might say that's questionable, but the higher impulse of this nation is to light the way, and I think historically we can see examples of uh, the U.S. doing just that. That's the expression of love wisdom that you're talking about. The lower impulse is the personality level governed by the sixth ray of idealism, but too often expressing 
in fanaticism and devotion to uh, an ideal that is not necessarily in the interests of the whole. And there's a very interesting thought from Alice Bailey about material well-being. We are so proud in our nation of the level of the standard of living that we've attained. But she wrote that though material benefit and physical prosperity might eventually emerge from certain countries, they will only exemplify the triumph of the form and will finally come to naught. Just as every human being struggles through in some one life to personality achievement, so it is among the nations. Yet at the heart of every nation, she said, lies latent the mystical soul, and eventually, after dire struggle and distress, all will be well. Tendencies towards materialism and personality achievement under the plan have to be offset by a counter move of spiritual living and this should be the objective of all spiritual seekers I think that gives us plenty to think about in terms of where we ought to put our our energies and to really uh, begin to think about what we mean by spiritual which is not necessarily a religious uh, it's mm-hmm. not following a religious doctrine it's much deeper than that it goes beyond it it's much more inclusive of the whole and the qualities of the soul of the nation and bringing those qualities through. And each, each one, each person has to really begin to think about what that means. And every one of us can help to tip the balance in our particular nation uh, to its better angels, we could say, to its higher calling. It's not futile. And we have to believe that even a fairly small minority of thinking, spiritually aware citizens who aspire to the integration of their nation within the larger world community of nations can make a difference. And that's done not through attack and through um, pitting one's forces against the uh, forces represented by what we think is the enemy, the, the wrong viewpoint, but by working to realize the soul of the nation. In other words, becoming ourselves more em- emblematic of the love wisdom that is the soul of the United States, fostering that quality in our national life. And I think for the United States, it, it's the uh, one of the qualities is that we have to work out here is that of relationship. Mm-hmm. There are so many uh, ethnic groups that make up uh, the United States that uh, this is the great test that we're undergoing right now is the relationship between the different peoples that uh, of ethnic groups and religious groups and we have them uh, just about every group is represented in the United States mm-hmm. and so that relationship is is kind of the key factor that we have to work out. And that is um, absolutely a quality of the soul, right relationship of the part Mm -hmm. to the whole. The perfect integration of part and whole is right relationship. That's our objective as a nation. Please take advantage of uh, the special offer from Luce's Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book. Ponder on this. It's a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Belly. It's available for $16. Send a check or money order to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, 
New York, New York, 10005. And just write a little note saying that you heard about the offer on the show Inner Sight. Uh, also, if you'd like to give us a call for any reason, if you'd like a general package of information telling you all about uh, Lucis Trust, give us a call on our toll-free number, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six New York Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. That's N Y Lucis. You have been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's li- let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.